0: In this segment we are going to test other elements of your landing page so as we have been optimizing our landing page and to improve it for our uh, to improve the ppc campaign we already learned that landing page plays a crucial role so this is the last element where you need to work upon to improve your landing page okay so we will cover all the miscellaneous elements that are important to improve or enhance the performance of your landing page as we know that the elements you can test on your landing page are limitless infinite so as a rule anything that can influence a visitor is worth testing okay anything anything that draws the attention of your visitor is worth testing worth rechecking and worth improving so when it comes to gaining your audience attention quickly deepening visitors engagement and increasing conversion rate there's always room for improvement this session we would cover the text based elements of your landing page that you can test rather easily from these tests you can quickly see improved performance so we are reviewing the other elements of your landing page that you should consider testing so first and foremost that should draw your attention is the contact form okay now the contact form of your landing page is critical piece of conversion process because this is where uh, you know you can uh, draw the attention see uh overall like you can grab the uh attention of the user through amazing headlines headlines or body copy convinces them to take action and uh, an undeniable offer an offer that they can't resist or deny okay but if your contact form is poorly constructed it can destroy the performance of your entire landing page the most appropriate and successful contact form is going to look different for every audience and industry for some industries, asking several questions to qualify and categorize the leads works better. For other industries, uh, need cons- customers to fill out just a few basic fields, such as name and email address. So you need to know which industry you are into. So asking for too many details can you know, piss off the customer. He can just leave your page and thus increasing your bounce rate. And at the same time, asking too few details may not be sufficient enough to convert it into a sale so think about when you get to a website or landing page with a product or service that you want to learn more about if the contact form takes up the screen from top to bottom and it looks like an you know uh, irs form or a passport form or a visa form and it requests you for your name address email phone number and more What is your initial reaction how would you feel you probably think do i really want to do this is it worth doing this or your audience shouldn't have similar feelings when seeing your contact forms okay so you are not a passport authority you are not a visa authority okay so you should avoid collecting some details which are not necessary so to test your contact form you should ask yourself some pointed questions okay First is, what is the least amount of information I or my sales staff need to follow up with a lead? Okay, so what is the minimalistic information I or my sales team requires? Do I really need that leads address now? Do I really need the address? Or can I get that when I follow up with the uh, lead over the telephone? Do I really need to know the size or revenue of their company to qualify them as a lead? Or can I start a conversation gauge their needs and see if they are a good fit for my product okay so just cut down on the irrelevant information in the contact form just by making an elaborate form doesn't mean that it entices or attracts your visitors and converts them into leads so try testing the shortest contact form that will enable you to follow up with the leads properly for your particular industry you may need to get a lot of upfront information before a lead ever hits your database. okay, You may require a uh, lot of information based on your industry. If that is the case, you should test the format and layout of your contact form. Okay, You should just do a small little sample study. Are people really filling it? Are they actually interested in filling it? Remember that every required field of your contact form is another reason for a user to bail out or not complete the form will just quit the end result of your testing should be a contact form that can be completed quickly and easily regardless of the length the shorter the better okay now next an important thing that you should look out in your landing page is the hero shot hero shot is the main image that is displayed on your landing page okay that's what we call the hero shot the hero shot that you see on most of the movie posters okay So that's what your main image that's displayed is the hero shot you don't want to clutter up the landing page with tons of images because that could be distracting and that also looks a bit gaudy so you can avoid doing that and distracting your visitors so you need to test and choose an image that supports your main product benefits and claims on your landing page for example like let us say if you're selling extended service plans for line of televisions okay your hero shot may include a happy family watching a television show or visitors arriving on the landing page are probably already looking uh, looking to protect their televisions in case something goes wrong and they need a repair to replace it okay the happy family image paints a portrait of the end result that the user wants to achieve uninterrupted television enjoyment okay The other thing that you should work upon is the trust symbols okay the trust symbols are those symbols that you must have seen at the bottom of the or the footer of the landing page okay that is secured by something okay and so on so if there is one thing that you should take away from all the landing page design and testing uh, it's that you need to forge a sense of relevancy and trust in your audience and every individual user so without this foundation your PPC performance will suffer with regard to creating trust with users quickly we should uh, know that a picture is worth a thousand words so within seconds you need to convince visitors that they have arrived at the right place so how do you do that so verified website symbols try displaying the symbol that tells the user that your website is secure and safe the client logos visitors can get a sense of your company's credibility if you display the logos of Uh, uh, logos of your marquee clients okay and uh, industry certifications if possible you should acquire certifications within your industry that will be meaningful to your audience try adding these to your landing page to see whether they enhance your conversion rate and then uh, display the product images okay web users are very visual in nature okay if they can't see feel or hold your actual products They at least want to see a picture of it you should test using different pictures of your product on the landing page do you have the kind of product that can be pictured with people in different settings from different angles okay so this is a very very crucial aspect where you know if the customers do not find appropriate pictures they can just quit then call to action buttons i've discussed this quite a number of times the call to action button Or this button on your contact form or shopping cart may not seem very important but trust me it's extremely important you need to seize every available opportunity to keep prospects moving through the conversion funnel the call to action button on your landing page can give users that little extra push to complete the conversion action okay some elements you need to take care while you are designing your call to action button that is the color okay so the color numerous studies have undergone and proven that the color of the call to action button affects conversion you should do your own testing to see what color appeals best to your audience then comes the text you can take various approaches with the text on your call to action button your button can contain descriptive text that tells users what to do okay and size and shape The call to action button should stand out on the page so that users know what they are expected to text test larger buttons as well as smaller buttons you might think that larger buttons would be better because they are easier to spot but that's not always the case okay that could be that could sound a bit pushy so you need to conduct your own tests to see what works best for you i hope you have uh, understood the entire thing to summarize what we have covered is uh testing of uh, various things first we started off testing with the contact form then we st- went on to test your uh, hero shot okay the hero shot is the main image of your uh, landing page then trust symbols okay you have to test your trust symbols and then product images, and the call to action button, okay? These are various things that you need to work upon in order to grab attention of your audience. Hope you have found it informative. For any doubts and queries, do drop me an email. I would be happy to help you. Thank you. Hello, students. In today's lecture, we are going to discuss how to advertise on Google Content Network. Primarily, I'll be covering through the various ad types and sizes that you could use on Google Content Network. Okay. So, first and foremost, let me tell you how Google describes its software for matching your ads to relevant website or pages. Okay. To quote. The technology that drives AdWords contextual advertising comes from Google's award-winning search and page ranking technology. Google continually scans the millions of pages from the content network to look for relevant matches with your keywords and other campaign data. When we find a match, your ad becomes eligible to run on that page. Google's extensive web search and linguistic processing technology can decipher the meaning of virtually any content network page to ensure we are showing the most relevant ads. Then we match ads that are precisely targeted to the content page based on the associated keywords. For example, if someone visits a web page on astronomy, he or she would uh, be he or she would be served Google ads or telescopes contextual advertising benefits web users by linking content with relevant products and services this is great for google advertisers like you because you can now reach more prospective customers on more places on the web okay so this is all what google has published to put it to summarize the thing or put it in a nutshell what i would say is Google scans millions of pages okay uh, that are available on the web and what it does is it tries to match those pages with the uh, the content of the pages with the keywords so when the match actually happens uh, for instance like you have provided some keywords in your campaign data and whenever a user searches for a respective keyword or relevant keyword then a matching exercise happens. So when the keyword matches with the content context of the web pages, there would be a match and your ad becomes eligible to be triggered. So for instance, what they have given is like, for example, if uh, someone is searching for astronomy and uh, you are into a business of telescopes. So once someone is searching for astronomy, the ad for a telescope could be triggered this is what google is trying to explain okay so it's a great thing right now you supply keywords and google places uh, your ads on just the pages where your target audience hangs out waiting and eager to click on your ad and visit your website in reality targeting your ads to the right site pages require techniques and best practices that aren't obvious to advertisers who are accustomed to targeting ads to search result pages okay so it's uh, it's a great exercise that you just simply supply the keywords and google is placing your ads on the pages which are relevant and that to your target audience visit those pages but in reality the targeting of your ads to the right pages it's not that easy it requires a lot of practice and a lot of study so that you understand how Uh, your ads could be customized so that and placed in a proper manner so that it reaches your target audience okay so the major learning outcomes that we want to cover is what are the various ad units sizes and formats and where they could be displayed in the network and the strategies for placing those ads and generating keyword lists and some of the principles contrasting search campaigns with the content network Fine. So today I'll be just covering the ad types and sizes and tomorrow and day after we'll be covering the rest of the things that is to that is related to keywords and the uh, contrast between search campaigns and the content network. Fine. Moving ahead with the ad types and sizes. Uh, Sites on the Google content network can display more ad formats than Google search result pages so what happens is content network advertisers can also display a variety of ad images now just see what we are trying to tell is when you search things on google you find a very limited variety of ads but there are various other you know uh google content network partners okay that is to say a lot of blogs or websites where you would find your ads in a variety of various other formats Okay, which may not be visible or which may not be available on a basic Google search. The formats of these ads ranges from skyscrapers to leaderboards. You can display static or animated ads, interactive ads, and even click to play video ads. This section is an overview of various images, ads, formats, and sizes, and how you can select and manage them in your campaign and ad groups. (coughs) So let's move. Now, for the sake of basic illustration, I've also shared the reading material with you with a lot of images, okay? This section will walk you through some of the image ads, uh, image ad formats and sizes. The measurements within the following list refers to pixel size, width into height. Here is a quick rundown of all currently available ad formats and sizes, okay? You can get a banner ad, which is 468 pixels into 60 pixels. You can have a leaderboard 728 into 90 square is 250 into 250, and small square is 200 into 200. Then you can have a large rectangle 336 into 280, medium rectangle 300 into 250, skyscraper 120 into 600, wide skyscraper 160 to 600. So here's a quick walkthrough into the ma- most common ad style sizes and how they look like. So leaderboard first one the leaderboard is the most common banner ad type and the most frequently used non-text ad unit on the content network as you can see in the picture that have provided in the reading material the leaderboard is often at the top of the page set apart from the rest of the content okay so this is totally distinct it is totally separated from the main content of the page and it's primarily on the top of the page okay just like the image provided to you And then we have a medium rectangle. The medium rectangle is the second most common banner ad types and size. Uh, The 300, as we like to call it, usually costs more than the leaderboard because it's often clustered more closely with the content on the page. These ads are often surrounded on three sides by relevant content. So, you know, uh, this is how it looks like. It's most often, you know, clustered around the important content and relevant content and this is more there is a more likelihood that it gets clicked Wide skyscraper the wide skyscraper is essentially the vertical equivalent of a leaderboard as you can see in the picture that is provided uh, it is 116 to 600 ad size and largely li- replace the 120 into 600 skyscraper ad okay this is how it looks now we suggest to you that you can develop any of these like like a leaderboard for 728 into 90 medium rectangle 300 into 250 wide skyscraper 116 to 600 now implementing these three ad units first will increase your chances of winning auctions increase your exposure on the content network and help you launch your campaign successfully and after your ad type and size basic covered you should start exploring okay that's what we are going to do now the full range of types and sizes how do you know which website within the google content network displays text images and video ads now within the adwords interface you can access the placement tool which helps which will help you find websites within the content network that you would like to specifically target this tool can be accessed from several spots on the AdWords web interface but the easiest one is illustrated in the figure so from the next lecture onwards we'll be exploring this and we'll be finding various tools at the same time the keywords okay primarily tomorrow i have dedicated the lecture to focus on keywords okay hope you find this informative you have any doubts do drop me a mail i would like to help you out thank you